You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne, and this is Kilcullen Diary. When Kilcullen's almost derelict cinema building became a project of the newly formed Kilcullen Community Development Committee in November 1989, the place already had a chequered history. Built originally as a parish hall in the 1930s, the property had suddenly become a burden on the community following an accident during a fundraising event. A resultant court case left the founding group with a large bill for damages, and they eventually disbanded in 1938. The premises was used commercially in the 1940s and 1950s as a very successful cinema. It was also a venue for other entertainment that included regular visits from travelling fit-up theatre companies, as well as presentations from Kilcullen amateur drama. But with the arrival of Irish television in the 1960s, the primary income stream from the cinema died, and both usage and the condition of the premises diminished substantially through the 1970s. Leadership of the renewal project in 1989 was taken on originally by Jim Collins. To progress the matter, he needed to negotiate with the remaining trustees and develop a viable refurbishment and business plan. That proved to be a slow enough process, but a report by Vicky Weller in the Leinster Leader in September 1990 headlined the cinema was to be revived. The story noted that following a meeting between KCD and the trustee representatives, it had been agreed that the building should be brought back into use for the benefit of the community as a whole. A further meeting was to take place between the two groups, but at the September KCD meeting, local resident JJ Warren said he had also met with the trustees privately to discuss a possible commercial proposition. This would include a cinema, but also other elements designed to ensure commercial viability, as he said. KCD agreed to defer any further discussion on the whole until JJ had the opportunity to pursue his plans. It was more than a year later before the matter was raised again in local newspaper reports. In a Leinster leader in November 1991, we read that a public meeting could soon be held to determine the future of the near-derelict town hall cinema. It seems that Kilcullen Community Development had found it difficult to ascertain who was responsible for the building. Pat Dunlee proposed at the KCD AGM that those in control of the building should be approached, and then a public meeting would be called to clear the air, as he put it. The meeting also agreed that new trustees should be appointed. The story notes too that the local Camp Hill community had expressed an interest in helping to bring life to the building, but their representative Chris Hart said the community was hesitant to become further involved until it was clear where responsibility for the whole lay. In January 1992, KCD must have felt there would be progress because we read in a small item in The Nationalist that its town hall subcommittee had applied for workers from the FOSS employment scheme. By summer, a public meeting was called to discuss the future of the project to which everyone and every organisation in town was invited. That meeting was well attended, as reported in the Leinster Leader at the end of June. 
Three proposals were discussed, put forward by J.J. Warren, by Sean Cleary and one by myself. All three had similar ideas, based around a cinema theatre facility and varying only in relation to additional commercial elements. A new study group was established to decide on a final format, on the proviso that the building would remain within the community. A nationalist story noted that this group would report back to the project group quickly. At the end of July, the leader reported work was to go ahead immediately on the project, following the formation of a new committee and the appointment of new trustees. Chris Hart from the Camp Hill community was chair of the eight-member group charged with developing and administering the property. Initial demolition and construction work was to start within the week. A report in the leader the following week highlighted a KCD meeting being told that work was indeed underway. A nationalist story noted that development was expected to continue over five years. In September, the nationalist pictured members of the committee getting ready to paint the outside of the building, headlining it a new lease of life. The recent meeting of KCD, it reported, had been told there should be great local goodwill towards the project because of the fond memories local people have of the building. In October, the same paper reported that sponsorship had boosted work on the hall. Chris Hart said this had allowed the group to put two people on full-time work on the project, something which had already led to major changes. The Leinster Leader version quoted J.J. Warren complimenting the Camp Hill community at Dunshane for their donation of a thousand pounds worth of materials. A wonderful gesture, he said. By November, Pat Dunley was reporting rapid progress to KCD, with a toilet block and kitchen already constructed in the front part of the building and a 110-seat theatre planned for behind. A history wall detailing the background to the hall was also envisaged. The project had so far cost £6,000 and had only been possible by a fund of goodwill from local people and businesses and much volunteer help. In January 1993, Chris Hart told KCD that work was progressing very well and he thanked all concerned, including FOSS workers, volunteers and supporters of the project. However, he raised a new concern, as reported by Vicky Weller in the Leinster Leader, about the building needing to be put on a legal footing. No deeds to the building have been found, he said. Certain documents have been discovered, but they're not the deeds. New ones may have to be drawn up, which would be an expensive legal process. The Nationalist, meantime, reported that an offer to landscape the space outside the hall by horticulturalist Colm McCoy was being considered. Colm was a former member of Kilcullen Boxing Club and had represented Ireland in the Rome Olympics. An imminent official opening was reported in The Nationalist in the last week of May 1993, which revealed that the grounds were indeed going to be landscaped and the painting of the outside of the building had been completed, in a colour which, it said, has been the subject of much discussion. It was a deep yellow. The work on the theatre section continued apace and in mid-October the leader headlined hopes to have it in operation before Christmas as the work was forging ahead. Paul Mullins told a KCD meeting that a large donation had been received, which meant the interior work could go ahead in earnest. A number of groups have already indicated an interest in putting on performances there, perhaps even a pantomime, he said. 
At the same meeting, Pat Dunley said the force workers had elected to work through a straight five to six weeks period to try and get the work completed, instead of the usual week-on, week-off routine. Despite this mammoth effort, they didn't quite make that deadline, and in the middle of December, the leader reported that it was now hoped to have the theatre open to the public by the end of January. That story from the KCD AGM also mentioned the daring colour in which the hall's exterior had been painted, noting that it had been recommended by the colour consultants of the paints manufacturer. And, thankfully, the meeting also heard that the deeds to the hall, missing for decades, had been discovered. New trustees were appointed. John Martin, Noreen Lynch, Jack Kelly, Sarah Mullins, Niall MacDonald and Billy Haslam. A photograph reflected the optimism of Kilcullen Drama Group, depicting cast members in rehearsal for a production of the Patrick Pierce Motel. In March 1994, the leader highlighted how the hall crew were busy building tiers for the seating, which would provide clear views of the stage for every one of the 110 people it would hold. The report also noted that an interior door to the former cinema projection box, previously only accessible by an outside stairs, would make operation of the sound and lighting for the theatre much easier. In early April 1994, The Nationalist previewed an official opening of the theatre the following month, which was to be a variety fest of entertainment. That did happen, and a picture of Joe Lynch, one of Ireland's best-known actors, with Eileen Kelly and her grandchildren Connor and Sean Burke, commemorated the event. It was the first time that there had been full houses in the town hall since the heydays of the Capers variety shows, organised by Kilcullen Community Council in the 1970s and early 1980s. At the end of November 1994, the Nationalists gave prominence to the production of Run For Your Wife, showing Kilcullen Drama Group properly back in their home after decades. In The Leader, in February 1995, reporter Joan Walsh reprised a decade of efforts to restore a desolate and derelict hall and rescue it from condemnation. The story of Kilcullen Cinema finally has its own happy ending, headlined her piece. Indeed, it had. There was more to come, though, culminating five years later, at the turn of the millennium, in the opening of the Town Hall and Heritage Centre, which is a centrepiece of downtown Kilcullen today. But that's an epic epilogue on its own, perhaps for another time. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Kilcullen Diary. And this episode was made possible thanks in part to the support of the advertisers on our website. I'm also grateful for having PJ Lydon's scrapbook of a decade of Kilcullen newspaper clippings from the mid-1980s as a resource. Thanks for listening.